real estate rock star, TikTok titan, Zumba Zowie Wowie. Please welcome Ashley IRL. Ashley, welcome. There she is. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming on and thank you. You definitely got the note. It is all about summer comedies for sure. You look summered up, ready to go. Thank you. I prepared. I was, um, one of my favorite movies is Breakfast Club, and I was like, oh, wait, that doesn't work. Like, that's so clearly a winter movie. It's like, it does not fit the bill. You can have breakfast any season. I know. Oh, yeah, because I guess they technically were in school, which is right next to Dose Incredible Studios. You can always tell when you can't get parking. It's like, oh, some people right? got detention. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Stop shooting on the studio location. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, I didn't, start I didn't say, what, I didn't say what school. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be looking for the luchador right, Why right next to the school. Why is there a wrestling ring next yes. to this school? <laughs> so actually, we had you on. Uh, it's been a, a little bit more than a year. We had you for our Die Hard Christmas special on there, and that was so fun. But that was before all the studio That's upgrades when we couldn't actually see you. So now we're just like, you know what? We got to do a gimmick where we actually can see her. Because if you follow her on TikTok, actually in real life, her stuff is always, always pop. It gets pops out of me every time. So it's where, because you're like, you are definitely like all over the place as far as like the, the topics that you cover, like you talk about in real life, but then you talk about like your job stuff. So it's, it's always a good, a good watch. <laughs> Thank you. I have so much fun with it. I love doing those videos. And I think that's what kind of shines through. You can tell you're you're having a good time for sure. So I was like, you know what? We need to get her on here for comedies. We had such a successful show with Rainbow Fright talking about horror in the summer. It's like, let's get comedy in summer. So here was the assignment. Each one of us was to bring three different perennial summer comedies that we watch over and over again or somehow reflect summer i know mario we're trying to wiggle the room does it mean it takes place in summer does it feel like summer does it taste like summer and it's a little bit of all of it so i think we, we're all three ready with our our films i'm, I'm, I'm currently so. subscribing to <laughs> ashley IRO. Yeah, hold go. on give me a second <laughs> ashley where does one get that hat i need to know <laughs> That is next level. Because that will... I have it in four <laughs> colors. <laughs> I love it. Because that will definitely keep you shaded from uh, harmful UV rays. <laughs> to be sure. I mean, it's green summer. This is not a ski. You know, it, it's great. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's go. And actually, since you you are our guest, JJ, you're a guest too. But no, you're you're not really a guest. <laughs> you're almost like a producer on this show at this point. <laughs> Your producer, I'm just, researcher. I just happen to be bumming around today, and you guys, hey, you want to be a part of the show? They're like, yeah, I'm in for sure. That's not true. We booked him weeks in advance. <laughs> All right, Ashley, you're going to be up first. Let's pick your first film that is your. I, I couldn't come up with a gimmick for this. Funny, some funny, funny under the sunny. I don't know. Fun in the sun. Whatever you want to do. Fun in the sun. Let's like go. That? Yeah, let's do that. Fun in the sun. Um, Number one, hands down for me, is Super Troopers. I am in hysterics every single time I watch it. I can quote it. I can like do the whole movie verbatim in my head. I love, love, love Super Troopers. No buts, meow. That's the law. Not so funny meow, is it? Meow. Can you ever listen to somebody order a cheeseburger at fast food and not think that it's for a cop? 
It's like, why'd you say it was a cop for? Spitting <laughs> that cop's burger. <laughs> no doubt. Super Troopers probably has the greatest opening scene of any movie ever, right? Like, is there a better opening scene you can think of? I mean, are we talking about oh, that no. like, right we now? We need to get that in, huh? I almost made it. <laughs> <laughs> So that was uh, so that's Broken Lizard, right? So Broken Lizard. I really thought like after that, so they did another summer movie, Club Dread, right? Mm. But Super Troopers really did just hit on all the marks, stand the test of time. If you talk to anyone, it came out in two thousand one. But again, you could go back and watch this over and over again. And I think that's what really that's what really institutes what a summer movie is. Like, can I rewatch it over and over again when I refuse to leave the house and I'm hiding from the sun? <laughs> and it hit, I feel like, a lot of people as almost like a slow burn because the first time I watched it, I was like, this isn't funny. This is so dumb. And then the third time, I was like, no, I get it. I get it. This is so funny. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Let me give you the, the proper. So Super Troopers, 2001 American comedy film directed by Jay Chandra. I don't know how to say his name. Chandahar. Chandahar and written starring a Broken Lizard comedy group. Uh, for Fox Searchlight, it they paid $3.25 million for distribution rights and it grossed $23 million at the box office. And then a sequel to Super Troopers 2, which was a long time coming, got released in 2018. How did you feel about the sequel, Ash? Um, all, the only thing that really stands out to me in the sequel is the scene of Farva dry swallowing M&Ms, like not chewing them. <laughs> 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 That's the only thing I can really remember. <laughs> that actually seems like some kind of like online challenge, right? We're just dry swallowing. God, <laughs> Like with his weird like f you about everything attitude, he's like, I'm not gonna enjoy these. <laughs> I don't remember that part. <laughs> no, did you guys see that? What was your first experience with Super Troopers? Was it at home or was it a theatrical experience? Because for me, it was not. It was not in the theaters. It was a. It was a theatrical experience. I mean, a. It was a home experience. <laughs> It was a blockbuster rental. Yes. Yes. Oh, what man. year did Super Troopers come out, Jeff? 2001. Okay. So it was a blockbuster rental. Were you hovering near the return box and say, is that Super Troopers? Or did you actually, were you able to get a copy? It was that, the lo- remember the long ones where like you get it Thursday and you can have it all the way till Sunday? Oh, I yes. think that's like the reason I fell in love because I watched it Thursday night and I was like, this is, seems weird, but I had it till Sunday. So we'll go ahead and hit it Saturday night. And then by Sunday I was like, Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that you had the uh, the experience over one, one extended rental weekend. I thought maybe it was a couple. Of... <laughs> oh no! I was like, "There's your next." Gonna get the, my whole five dollars out of this rental. This is happening. <laughs> Damn right. Oh man! And it took place in Vermont, so that was a. Spurberry, Vermont. I think this was at the time. I don't remember if it was a little bit more past <laughs> Fargo of like, I don't think the, I didn't feel like the Vermont accents were as known unless you lived in the Northeast until Super Troopers. I feel like it put the Vermont accent on the map. Am I wrong? No, I love it because like, 
I mean, I'm, you know, we're all Texas, like you hear it, like anything north of the Mason Dixon line, you're like, you, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> all sounds the same. So he gets Canada and then knows that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't like, I was trying to look for the quick uh, synopsis. And it's actually just kind of given the whole plot, but I feel like it's it's a tough movie to give like an elevator pitch to, like because it's just like you need to experience it. <laughs> it's like borderline sketch comedy with like a yes. plot in there a little bit. That's exactly yeah what it, what it feels like. It feels like they just somehow tied together all these very similar sketches and turned it into a. Is film. it is it is it uh, a police academy vibe in yes this one? it really could you do a double is. feature of police academy and super troopers you 100 really could do police academy uh two first <laughs> <laughs> and super troopers mario can we get a super troopers police academy super cut mar uh, machete cut uh, mario? We're, we're gonna do that we were gonna do the uh, uh police academy machete cut but we haven't done it yet oh it's yeah that's yeah that is on the docket so I got a question for you guys. Have you ever been pulled over and wanted to say, I can't pull over anymore? He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's already pulled over. He can't be pulled over anymore. <laughs> do you like, do you think that either the cop's going to give you a ticket instantly or kind of like if he's kind of in, he's like, oh, I saw that movie. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> it would be worth the risk to say it. Absolutely. Because to me, those are the two, when you say Super Troopers, those are the two lines that I instantly pop in my head. <laughs> I got a cheeseburger, it's for a cop, and he's pulled over, he can't be pulled over anymore. <laughs> and I don't know if it was, do you remember the trailers for that? Like, the trailers were like, I feel like the first time we were exposed to quick 30-second trailers. Like, you didn't really know anything above it, except it felt, like you said, it could have been very much sketch comedy. Yeah. Now the question is: Was this before or after Reno nine one one? That was definitely before. This was before. This was before, right? Yeah. All right. I just, I try to. My kids are not old enough to watch Super Troopers yet, but I try to explain scenes to them, and like when I can't get through the meow scene without laughing so hard <laughs> that they're like, okay, we can't wait to see this. I'm like, well, you can't yet. Like you're not there because I don't want to answer what a mustache ride is. But we can talk about the meow. <laughs> and shout out to Brian. Um, Brian, what's the, there's one classical actor in that movie. Brian, something he's in succession now. Oh yeah. Okay. Brian Cox. Brian, Brian Cox. Cox. In that. Yeah. He's like a classical uh, uh, Shakespearean actor, and he's in that movie. They, they brought him in just for the cred to play the captain, <laughs> which is legit. You always want a solid cop a captain yelling at the troops. Because <laughs> yeah. his anger is real when Farva does the soap. He's like, give me the goddamn soap. And he fights it. Oh, man, when I don't remember, and I don't know if I'm just having a, a brain hiccup here, it it has Rob Lowe listed in here, too. Did is he have, Rob Lowe in Super Troopers? He is, this, isn't he? Yeah. Who does he play? Guy Guy LaFranc. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't remember that. It's, I don't remember just that. going through the IMDb stats, and I was like, I don't remember Rob. Like, there's so much I do remember, but I do remember Brian Cox in it, but I don't remember Rob Lowe, but he gets a Super Trooper credit. Jim Gaffigan is in it. 
he's um, the guy that gets pulled over, the meow guy. Oh, yes. <laughs> very young guy. version of him. <laughs> you know, I saw Jim Gaffigan at the Austin airport uh, last year, and he has like five kids. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. And I was just like, and I thought I heard, it's like, but it's not a gimmick because I saw him walking through like with his tribe. And I was like, holy smokes, that's Jim Gaffigan. And I wanted to do the little, <laughs> I didn't know you really had babies. <laughs> I thought it was a gimmick. Do his, do his gimmick. And I was like, oh, he might not find it funny. Get the hell away from me. I'm trying to get on my plane. <laughs> trying to feed my children. That's right. I, I wonder how often he gets uh, people come up to him going, Hot pockets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what happens a lot. Yeah, there's a pretty... Uh, so it had Fred Savage has a credit in here. Will Sasso. Sean William Scott, the man with three first names. <laughs> it's like a cast of thousands. So yeah, good pick. Very good pick. Right out of the gate. Yep. Super Troopers is a summer movie. All right, JJ, you're up next. Oh, man, I don't know what, what to start you? with. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go by, I'm going to try to go by year, if that helps, if you want to go in that. I'm just. Oh, okay. We can go by year then. Yeah, okay. Um, for me, it would be easier, but. Okay, that's fine. Uh, then the first movie I have, uh, a fantastic movie. I'm not sure we can watch it today, but fantastic movie either way is Meatballs. Mohawk has beaten us 12 years in a row. Sure, they're terrific athletes. They've got the best equipment that money can buy. Hell, every team they're sending over here has their own personal masseuse. Not masseur, masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it, just yeah. laughing, because <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I was like, what are the chances that Giffy's going to have a gif about Meatballs the movie? And of course it did. It, it delivered. So let me get so... This falls in that very uh, magical time in Hollywood, which would have been considered comedy, but now it would be considered crimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah most, most early 80s comedies are sex crimes. Yes, yes 100%. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the sex pest. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. So Your evidence me- real? <laughs> <laughs> So Meatballs just barely missed that 80s cutoff. It was a 1979 Canadian comedy film, which it felt like because the Canadians loved their camp's horror. So I'm not surprised that they snuck in a camp comedy. But did you know that it was directed by Ivan Reitman? Yeah. I I thought it was Harold Ramis. (laughs) For some reason, I'm always confusing the two. Like I, I feel like those two, for some reason, are just forever linked. It does feel like they are in the same boat, right? Because it said mm-hmm. it's noted Bill Murray's first film appearance in a starring role and the launching the directing career of Reitman, who later directed comedy Stripes and Ghostbusters, both starring Bill Murray. JJ, aside from the sex crimes, what do you love about <laughs> Meatballs? <laughs> sex crimes aside. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, we were talking about it earlier, Mari. Like you, um, you, you brought up. It's a great point. It's this very inspirational movie. Like, despite Bill Murray being, you know, a sex pest, um, and then going on, and like, I think he got typecast his entire career as 
as a sex pest. But that's neither here nor there, I guess. But um, but yeah, like he, you know, he takes he takes the uh, the the depressed kid who doesn't want to be there, and like he really turns him around. Yeah, right there. And he really, you know, he he really like makes him believe in himself, and he helps him along during summer camp. And kids insecure. He doesn't have any friends. Right, and it just. It's just like this really heartwarming thing, uh, you know, surrounded by, you know, Bill Murray and, you know, going after at, at least it was one woman like he really had feelings for her. Right. It's just the way he goes about it is very creepy. <laughs> Jeff, you went to sex crimes camp, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes but not mandated by any law enforcement. <laughs> So no, uh, <laughs> it was a it was a different time for sure. <laughs> it's funny I was talking to somebody uh, on Twitter today, and they're like, "Oh, I, I had a dream. I was at a camp, and there was a bunch of like ripped up condom wrappers and glass and some confetti." I was like, "Oh, you must have dreamt you were on the set of Meatballs." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like that I, that movie take take the 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 creepiness out of it and that movie could have come out in during that time of like the mid of like the mid 90s when like Disney was dropping all the best summer kids movies. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I love it when they do the uh when they have the uh, field day and they're they're kicking ass at field day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Using their minds. <laughs> Not their sex crimes. <laughs> Thinking with their big head. That's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> That's the one. And when 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 uh, Bill Murray does that, it just doesn't matter. Speech. I mean, come on. That's that's. Such, I was like, man, I'm going to use that in my life. It yeah. just doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There's no reason that you wouldn't. Uh, the title "Meatballs" itself sounds like it would be something on Disney. That would be the ultimate prank for somebody who is about to quit the company. Just like I, I secured the rights to a kids' camp show called Meatballs, <laughs> I'm going to set it to air. Just lock the door and then walk away, and hilarity will ensue. <laughs> Meatballs has the one guy. This was a thing in the '80s. Whereas, if you were a fat guy in a movie, you were always eating candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You always just had candy bar chocolate all over your face. You're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they, yeah, you know, they had the uh, the hot dog eating contest. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Oh my God. You're what, right. No, what? No mustard. <laughs> and yeah, and, and but yeah, it's always they they have to have a, a an eating contest, and and he's got all the the stuff on his face, and his shirt's all dirty because he's got crumbs and sauce and everything yeah like it's just yeah you're right my summer horror movie actually involved a, a camp just like that too remember it was friday 13th part five mm, mm-hmm. and also he was eating candy bars and he had chocolate all <laughs> why over. is that was just what, a thing what's Maybe the it's deal like, with that <laughs> if you have a fat guy in there he's eating candy bars all the time it's like it's why are you can't doing control this? himself hershey's it's summer it's just gonna melt and it's just gonna get everywhere yeah. so yeah that was i mean that's a pretty big claim to fame because Bill Murray definitely, like you said, was a little bit typecast after that. His name oh, yeah. was Tripper, mm-hmm. right? It was Tripper on that. 
the kid that he was trying to inspire from that was just coming a little hot off of My Bodyguard with an early Matt that Dillon. That is the kid from My Bodyguard. Yeah, early Matt Dillon. So he was definitely the kid that they were choosing that just wasn't ready, whether it was to move to another house or go to a sex crime camp. He just wasn't ready. <laughs> and you just need people like Matt Dillon. <laughs> who, there, will, there will be a callback to that, but... <laughs> To get you ready for that. So, yeah, to me, and Mario, you called it in the very beginning. When you think of what song kind of reminds you of summer, and the first lyric is, are you ready for the summer? Oh, yeah. Is in Meatballs. Yep. That song, that's a banger. Yeah, it is totally a banger. Do you guys ever watch uh, on Nickelodeon? Uh, back in the day, salute your shorts. <laughs> oh, what you saying? Yeah. Summer, yeah. summer oh camp. God. Salute your shorts is meatballs for kids. Is meatballs for kids? They, so, like, what like, does meatballs mean anyway? <laughs> Why did they call it that? <laughs> Jeff, is this an East Coast yeah. thing? It might be an East Coast thing because I remember Stallone uh, Thunderlips called Rocky Meatball. It was yeah. like mm. his, it was a oh. little bit disparaging. Wait, is that, is that? But that's like a that's a racial slur. I was gonna say, is that an Italian slur? Maybe I don't know. We're about Meatballs to means a bunch of guys who do sex crimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, actually, yeah. you I saw you light up when you talked about Salute Your Shorts. You watched Salute Your Shorts. I could probably still sing the entire theme song. Like it was so <laughs> yeah. memorable. Really? Oh yeah. I don't remember. That's, that's, I remember the title because it's a fantastic title. It is a good title. Yeah, I want that to be. The I'd watch line. that show if it came out today. <laughs> yeah. And and even in like the title screen, like they have, uh, you know, so like in Meatballs, they have like somebody's pants or shorts get put up on the uh, the flagpole. That's right. They do. And their reason it's called Salute Your Shorts is like in the very first like, oh, they two the- minutes of the show, somebody's uh, boxers get put up. On the flagpole. <laughs> the fat guy. The fat guy, yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, Shorts had the fat kid, too, that he yeah. was always eating. Was always, <laughs> there was always, like, a way, though, for the fat kid to, like, be the hero. That's true, right? yes. Like, His... the eating contest would come out, or mm. it would be tug-of-war, or like, a catapult thing had to happen, and he was there. Yeah. <laughs> there was always, like, a way to eat my way kid. to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> And his his name is the greatest name in TV history, Donkey Lips. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. What the hell? <laughs> like, it had the beginning with like, remember like the Full House beginnings were always like you just had like the character for a second. Yes. And, but this had the one where they were all singing the song separately and they would screw it up or they would like be it's like that that intro was just fantastic oh man yeah salute okay. your shorts i gotta salute find it. it's on it's on paramount plus just in case anybody, it is <laughs> not sponsored but uh it is on paramount plus sign up for walmart plus you get it for free <laughs> brought to you by walmart yes <laughs> was this before or after hey dude this was at the same like around the same time yeah as it hey was dude. around the hey dude yeah. the hey the dude, dude was dude another summer when, show when nickelodeon was putting out those kind of bangers <laughs> like you know just the afternoon bangers yeah. yes yeah. Like, that oh. was the like 3 p.m to 5 p.m mm-hmm. place to be because you had all that like hey dude oh yeah california dreams oh, california, man. Dreams. california <laughs> dreams oh man i just nostalgic hard Oh man, the just the pattern is they're just shipping kids off to Vlad. Like we can't do them to another camp. Just send them to a dude ranch. A dude <laughs> yeah. ranch for real? Yes, it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Hilarity and it's a little wild and it's a little strange 
when your home is out on the range. Slightly unhinged adult in charge. Like, yes. <laughs> in the whole show, but like they're so easily manipulated. Like, kids are just like inmates run the asylum on all these shows. They're so great. Yep. Which was started originally by Bill Murray and Meatballs. Exactly. Like, <laughs> the unhinged just, guy is the one that's running stuff. They just pulled directly from Meatballs. <laughs> yep. Oh, that was awesome. Good pick. Good pick. All right, Mario, you want to go? <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> sure, I'll go. I'm surprised that this one didn't come up sooner. Or, I mean, we're at the beginning of the yeah. cycle here. But, I mean, there's this. I think that this movie just screams summer. It's a classic summer. Maybe it's a cliched summer movie. Who knows? But, I mean, I've got to go with the original vacation. Sorry, folks. We're closed for two weeks to clean and repair America's favorite family fun park. Sorry. <laughs> What? Oh yeah. Ooh. Of course. Vacation. <laughs> uh like I mean it's got all the elements and it's like I think if you uh, you read this original story, I think it was like a National Lampoon story. It's a lot dirtier. I think it was written by John Hughes, right? Yes. Um it's a lot dirtier, but Vacation is uh it's rated R. It's a right. rated R family summer movie. <laughs> um, I love this movie. I love this is Chevy Chase at his peak. And I think Chevy Chase at his peak was like the funniest person who ever lived. <laughs> Am I wrong about that? No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean he's got a crazy reputation now. But I mean, obviously, then, yeah, he's got a reputation for me for being a jerk. But I mean, there was no one funnier at the time. He just could not miss. He could not miss. <laughs> He was great. Um, and what his whole gimmick was just being straight laced until he completely loses it. Right. Right. And he's cursing at his kids. Um, yeah. Vacation, man. That's my first summer pick. If you are not whistling zippity doo out your ass, you don't know what vacation is. I think you're all fucked in the head. <laughs> there was so much stuff that, like, you don't know. Like, and actually, you are talking about earlier, like, trying to figure out what's the best time to introduce your kids to this stuff. But let's face it. We were probably introduced to this stuff way too young anyway. And it's like, sure. And it took a little while before we, like, years later, like, oh, I just got that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like he eats a urine sandwich and he robs a, a, a gift shop <laughs> halfway through. We're not even to the end. He, then he like takes uh, Disney World hostage with John Candy, right? And yes, there's like yeah. a there's like a darker ending where he like kills him. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> they probably had to cut that because they already tied the dead grandma to the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The dead grandma and the car. The 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 dog foreshadows the grandma. That's right. It's good writing. I forgot about the dog. There's no way the people would accept that. You'd have to do it in reverse nowadays. People like grandma had it coming, but the dog. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, I completely forgot about that. There's no way you can't drive to the Grand Canyon and not think of that movie. Yeah, aren't you going to take it in? All right, let's go. <laughs> and again, speaking of like too early for exposed, one of the ones that really sticks to me was just like, well, we got to see topless Beverly D'Angelo in the family summer movie. <laughs> and then how, they were under the blanket. Yeah, she was topless. How, how and did, topless Christy Brinkley, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You got both. Bottomless, too, her little butt. Oh, that's right. <laughs> 
did solid we get this to be a summer movie? <laughs> a, a family movie, like a family movie, is really families I love it. I remember watching it with my family, right? <laughs> but Jeff, you were uh, different. Amazing. You yeah. watched Faces of Death at, at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It was a little bit different, but I just remember the scenes just like, where's mom? I'm under here, kids. Go back to bed. And he had her panties on his finger. And I was just like, what, what is that? I think this this creates classic summer vibes. You should check it out. Why not? Why not check out Vacation if you haven't seen it or if you have seen it? No, this is just a, this is definitely one of the ones that you just you watch got an early over appearance of uh, Anthony Michael Hall, one of his uh, mm. earliest appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you've got, uh, you know, Uncle Eddie, you Chevy get your Chase. first introduction to Uncle Eddie. Uncle Eddie right? is first Randy, appearance in this one, yeah. Randy Quaid in there. Yeah. Because speaking of weird, awkward stuff, that was one of the jokes that I didn't get till much later in life. And then you're like, oh no. When it's just like, I French kiss. And it's just like, yeah, but my dad says I did it the best. And I'm like, well, I just <laughs> got that. What the hell? How did that even get past that? Like standards and practices would not approve of that. And that's Jan Kurkowski, right? From yes. uh, 30 Rock. That's fame. right. Yes, yeah. she is. Jenna Malone from 30 Rock. Lots of, lots of early little. cameos in this one. Drugs and then <laughs> again with the crimes, like yes, exactly. It was so awkward. Yeah, in the eighties, sex crimes were comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just that's just the way it was. I guess. I mean, I don't know. That's that's really hard to pick. Like what your favorite scene in that movie is, but I think for me was the awkwardness of him trying to explain to Rusty why he was swimming with Christy Brinkley in the pool. It's like, it's a, it's a pool maid. It's just, it's a pool maid. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it's like the, just the, the awkwardness, because you can tell he was totally just improving that. There was no lines. Yeah. And he was just trying, just trying to figure it out. Just like, yeah, we, we all saw you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and the white shoes. that have, have you guys owned a pair of white shoes like that? Raise your hand if you not like shoes. that. <laughs> not like just to have them on the shelf. I mean, you're not necessarily going to wear them out. <laughs> but actually, I don't know. Actually, we did. I may have asked you this. I don't know. Remind me if I did. We Mario, we definitely talked about it. Is what vacation is more popular? The traditional National Lampoon vacation or Christmas vacation? Christmas vacation, 100 is the most popular vacation. Really? Yeah. For so, sure. So you think it? Actually, you agree with that? Did it take the lead? I politely disagree. I think summer vacation does it. Summer? Like, yeah. And I would even almost go because I like a little different time zone, but like the Vegas vacation, equally hilarious, equally quotable. Now, that's one I haven't seen in Vegas a long. vacation Vegas. is hilarious. And I just use it in one of our shots. But yeah, anytime I got a credit card with someone's name that's not my name, I'm like, thank you, Papa Giorgio. <laughs> Mr. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> Mr. Papa and Giorgio. You remember I work in software. In <laughs> <laughs> that was the first vacation to not be National Lampoon's vacation. It was just Vegas vacation oh, in wow. general. <laughs> Rainbow just chimed in with her picks. She's got some summer comedy picks. Oh, yeah, picks. let's see Uh-oh. those picks here. Here we go. She got White Men Can't Jump. Excellent film. Ooh, oh, wow. Yeah. Excellent film. Yes. Like, that's like an art film to me. That is art. Yeah. Little Miss Sunshine, also like the king oh, of the indie films, yeah. honestly. Like the best indie film ever. And The Sandlot. I've never seen The Sandlot. You've never what? seen The Sandlot? I've never seen The Sandlot. Wow. No, this, this, uh, we're turning this into in a Sandlot wash party. <laughs> <laughs> right now. I just never, I was never drawn to see The Sandlot. I don't yeah, know. I'm surprised. Uh, nope, shut it all down. We're I turning this into a, a Sandlot watch party. <laughs> 
I mean, that was the whole "You're Killing Me" Smalls shirts and Logan. I know that, that was, that's, that's from there, but I've never, I've never seen the movie. Wow! And then him walking, uh, him walking along the pool. Gif. That's a pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rainbow coming in hot with those picks. Those are great picks. Great. Picks. They're doing a remake of White Man Can't Jump. It's out on Hulu. They turned it into a series. It's a whole series. Crazy. It's a yeah, series. It's like a series. Come on. Is it funny? I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know how you can do that movie again. <laughs> Um, same yeah. universe is it Woody? It's not. No, it's new actors. New actors. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. reboot. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I, it seems it's like I don't know. They're farming for IP. I guess they must be. Yeah, but yeah. I just say out of those. Whatever. Three. Your mother's an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Man, we've hit already so many iconic films, and that's just, just round one. That was right. round one. Yeah, I'm gonna give you my round one. Mine's a little bit on a little bit on the nose, but talk about movies that you watch over and over again. I remember I was actually uh, living with my grandparents in Puerto Rico, and we just had the VHS, so I watch it over and over again. And that's Summer School. <laughs> Tension breaker had to be done. 1987 with Mark Harmon. Holy smokes. That movie movie. just watched it over. And weirdly enough, I think my love of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre came from the character Chainsaw in there. Because I was like, I didn't know who Rick Baker truly was until he started talking about it. And he started doing some research and like, oh, wow, that's like a real makeup guy. (laughs) But to me, it's just like Mark Harmon... It was just coming off of, what was it, St. Elsewhere or something? But he was, like, going to be the next big thing, huge movie star. And he came out hot with Summer School. And to me, I don't know, Freddie Shoup, it had uh, Christy Brinkley. Uh, not Christy, jeez, it was just on my, Christy Alley <laughs> in there. Christy Alley. Christy Alley was in there so well. And then we had er- early Courtney Thorne Smith, for all you Melrose Place fans out there, was in there. So it was just Something about it, it just worked so well. And a lot of the jokes they probably gave away in the trailer, but it still worked well. Like, like, hey, the guy comes back to take the test at the end of summer school. He's just like, hey, you're in my class. You haven't been here all summer. I remember I went to the restroom. Where were you? My zipper got stuck. It's just like, <laughs> what? Here's the true test of any... And he still has the pass. <laughs> yeah, he still has the pass, too. It's perfect. Smart kid. <laughs> Here's the true test of any 80s comedy. Is there any sex crimes in this movie? (laughs) Is there a meter for that? I don't know if there... I don't think that this this one might be clean. Is there any age... Well, there's some age-inappropriate stuff. Well, Courtney Thorne Smith was definitely trying to get with Mr. Shoop, and he he made sure that he's like... That's right. He he stiff-armed her, so I think we started to teetering away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was definitely crimes of grammar. For sure, because the, the line that still sticks with me, if I ever hear anybody say you and me, is like, they're as smart as you and me, you and I, all of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, but uh, here's, here's some cool facts. It was directed by Carl Reiner, which I did not know. Oh. So, I mean, we got Hollywood royalty, uh, and music was composed by Danny Elfman, whose name just keeps popping up on all the movies. We're it is an about. excellent film, in my opinion. Yeah, it's so good. As far as summer, summer, as far as summer school movies go, <clears throat> it's probably the best. And how 
fun? Was it just like you just wanted to have that teacher that said, I'm going to grant you one wish if you do your work? <laughs> and they just did the screen. They went uh, they went on the go, go-kart rides, right? And they did. They had the screening of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the class. He gave her a place to live. He helped. <laughs> Seems inappropriate. Somehow he, well, the closest you got to, it wasn't really a crime, but he ended up at the male strip club because he thought he needed to go out and that's where he went. And then he saw one of his students. Hey, cowboy, don't the I know you? Yes. Is the underage boy work, working at the strip club? Yes, it was the underage boy working, <laughs> who was always asleep in the we class. We did get a crime then. <laughs> yeah, we got our sex crime. Yeah, at least one sex crime, but right. that one. We're gonna we're gonna pretend it didn't happen. We're gonna just have a talk with him. Yeah, because he fixed him. Yeah, he fixed him. And I just remember the yeah the it had the it had the ending that was magical. It's just like they all had terrible grades, but it was better than what they had. And he's like, that's what I call teaching. You got tenure, Mister Shoop. <laughs> like it, it made it made you want to go to summer school, like be a it delinquent, it so you could did. go to summer school. And hopefully you had a teacher like that who was, you know, <laughs> going to turn your whole life around. <laughs> it made you want to look at, like, how far you've come versus, like, what you think you, where you should be. Because when he does that big speech at the end and he pulls everyone's like, you went from a D, you know, all the way here and you gave birth. And, you know, like, he's, like, saying <laughs> yeah, everything they did and how far right. they came. And, like, it's so, it just feels good to, like, You went that, from you know, a D like, to a D plus. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's teaching. <laughs> There's just so many lines that stuck in there. Yeah. <clears throat> Is that your dog? Yeah. No dogs on the beach. Fifty dollars. That's not my dog. That's a beach dog. Go away, beach dog. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder mutt. And he's just like, you know what we need besides bread? And he was just eating the peanut butter and jelly <laughs> with the jar. It's just all these subtle little things that just stick in your brain. And then when Kirstie Alley, that's probably one of my favorites. I still pop for when they were being so loud. And then she'd come over and it's like, maybe stick to, you know, profane stuff with your hands. And they're like, that's it. And she's like, yeah. yes, <laughs> profane gestures instead. That's the, that's the idea. Like, <laughs> exactly. And they just started doing it all. And they really milked that to the end. R.I.P. Uh, Christy Alley was great in that. Is she dead? Yeah, she passed. Oh, man, recently. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. But she was so good in that, and the whole thing of just like asking her—is Shelley Long alive? Shelley Long, Shelley Long, still is, doing it, I isn't believe. Okay. Yeah, I believe she still is. What about Ted Danson? Ted Danson, Ted Danson is. is. Ted Danson's yeah. like still got shows. He's, like he's in a, yeah, he's just been in a show. Uh, he's like the mayor of L.A. or something. Yes, it was called the mayor. <laughs> yeah, the mayor. Yeah, it's just called the mayor. Yeah. It's a pretty funny show. And he's really he plays himself in Curb Your Enthusiasm, so he's still going. Yeah. Ted's got it. He he still got it for sure. Mark Harmon is still working. He's on like NCIS. He's on, yeah, right. He's he's an investigator or something. But yeah, his this this comedy to me like this is one actually you're talking about like when can you get your kids? Maybe this is like a gateway that you call it. Let's start with summer school, 1987, which yeah. is a risky time for comedies apparently. <laughs> but summer school. I feel like- if you want to introduce your kids to like horror movies, like with the gore, summer school's your gateway because yes. they do all that. That is an excellent show. course. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if and, KMB did those effects. <laughs> yeah, they might've, that was really good with the, with the rabbits eating the face. So <laughs> what you want. We're psychopaths. <laughs> and the foreign exchange student was like, it's a lie. <laughs> But then in the 
after when everyone's chilling and in, in the uh, it stayed with me so much with the pencil in the eyeball yes. and then he pulls yes. it off and takes a bite out of it and I was like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's the subtle little things like that in the comedy, the background, no, the background stuff. When I mean, you think no one's watching, and as kids, oh, we're watching <laughs> again and again and again. Yep. <laughs> All right, that was awesome. All right, so let's just recap round round one. So Ashley, you had uh, Super Troopers. JJ had Meatballs. Mario, you had National Lampoon's Vacation, and then I had Summer School. Nice. So I think we kind of expanded a little bit. Like we jumped around. We stayed in the 80s. We had some 70s and we had the aughts. So let's go for round two. So Ashley, you are up for your second go-to summer comedy. Okay. The movie with the most F-bombs to date in a single show is The Big Lebowski. This is a very complicated case, Maude. You know, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous, and uh, a lot of uh, strands to keep in my head, man. Oh! oh. <laughs> Fantastic pick. So good. Great pick. One that came out in that 90s renaissance of films that I would say that when you watch these films in this time period, they just got better and better and better. And you can still watch Lebowski and still get a good pop every time. Absolutely. Hilarious. There's John Goodman with his, like, always, like, under-the-surface anger. Like, he's ready to snap any minute, and you're like, just do it. Like, <laughs> I feel like we all know someone like that who's just like, I'm calmer than you are. Calmer than you are. <laughs> and you're like, no, you're not. And it's crazy how young Steve Buscemi looked in that movie. Like he, right. I feel like he was playing just like a kid. And then later on, he's like, hello, fellow children. <laughs> <laughs> but look how young he looked in there. This was, well, this was 90, uh, 98, 99, late 90s. So this was post, post Pulp Fiction. So we already kind of got intro to him in that. But he did Con Air like that same year. He did. That's right. He was in Con Air. He was popping on, on all the films. Mm -hmm. Sidebar, I need, to just, I need you to tag whoever uh, owns the Con Air rights uh, in this uh, segment real quick. Because I, we, I demand Con Air 2. <laughs> yeah, we need a Con Air 2. I, think, I feel like the, the powers that be, uh, Nick Cage is hot again. Can we just make a Con Air 2 now? Yeah, I don't care what the plot is or how long it is or who's in it or anything about it. I just want it to exist. I, I, need I would draw the line that. if we try to marry it with snakes on a plane. I think <laughs> oh, we really no, have to hold here. Yeah, yeah. I, I just need uh, Nick Cage with that southern accent again. Nick Cage with the southern accent doing karate <laughs> and just like saving people and just being an, an all around good good guy. <laughs> I missed that. Conair is. I demand Conair too. Please tag, uh, you know, TriStar Pictures. I mean, we had another summer legend. John Cusack was in that as John well. Cusack, you had Malkovich, yeah. Steve Buscemi, friend of the show. We're going to call him a friend of the show because he liked our stuff. Danny Trejo is now a new friend of the show. <laughs> he right. loves our stuff. Whether He's he good knows it or not. And Ving Rames. I mean, what a cast. That's, That's a powerhouse cast. cast. Yep. I have a hot take about Big Lebowski. Here's the thing. I think this came right after Fargo, which was like the big Coen Brothers hit, right? This is the yes. best, best picture. And I think Big Lebowski is on par with Fargo. I think it suffers from one thing. 
I think the voiceover narration is what tanked this movie. It, it's still it's a cult classic, and people love it, but it didn't do well initially. I think that initial voiceover narration put people off. You're you're talking yeah because this found its audience after the fact. Yeah, it didn't find it in theaters. So yeah. you're saying because of that. I just thought that it was a bit more. Like, I, I think it's a great movie. I just think the voiceover narration at the beginning, in the middle, and the end uh, didn't land. It didn't really. It felt out of place to me. Um, but aside from I that, I feel like I, they. It was like they wanted to do something artsy with it to be yeah. like this isn't just a yeah. bunch of f words strung together. Like we're very intelligent comedy here. Exactly. And so that voiceover kind of like leveled it up. But I agree, it was like it doesn't fit, but it's. It, there yeah it's, it's not necessarily needed yeah and imagine a big a version of big lebowski another cut where it just instead of instead of all that narration at the beginning <clears throat> it's just the tumbleweed and then we land at dude in the supermarket buying cream and that's it and we we have no we don't need an explainer just let the movie play out the way it feels like a studio note it's just like hmm we don't get what the audience is not going to know what's happening in the first minute oh, of the movie if right. we don't explain it to them. But like, I, I just thought that that just threw the, t- the 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 vibe of the movie off. I think had they had that had they not done that, it would have been best picture of the year that year. <laughs> Honestly, didn't, I do. Didn't they do that with Blade Runner? And there's yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's a voiceover, voiceover yep. Blade and Runner then, cuts. Yeah, and then there's a cut without it. And. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so and and it, but now and you divide the fan base somehow uh, with you either get it with it or without it and and people people no I've heard I, that, I need, yeah, I, need be- I need the voiceover or no the voiceover you know just completely kills the movie. It's been it's been there for so long now it's kind of tattooed right. in people's oh, brains yeah. so it's tougher. But I do agree with you, Mario. Like if you would have just did it, if those studio notes would have just maybe the. Producer should have been like, doesn't matter to me, doesn't matter to the Jesus. I don't need your notes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't with the Jesus. I feel yeah. like you just you know everything you need to know about the dude in the first grocery store scene when yes. he pays oh, yeah. for his creamer with a check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like one oh seven. The energy has been set. We understand who this person yeah, is. Yeah, we just didn't need that explainer. For me, Anthony agrees. He knows he's a lawyer. Yeah, Anthony yeah. knows. Anthony gets it. <laughs> for me, the Big Lebowski was one of those uh, like like uh, Super Troopers was for you, Ashley. Like the the it was you saw it and then you're like, what's this? And then you know on repeated viewings, it's like, oh, I get it. No, this is hilarious. This is <laughs> a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, it definitely that first. You got to get the first one out of the way. Yeah. Before you can like, you really do. start to absorb, sure, how yeah. to, yep. absorb its greatness. Yep. Because yep. <laughs> it was for, I didn't discover. Having, like, Go ahead, Ash. Like watching this, um, it came out when I was in high school and my parents thought it was hilarious. Me and my brother and sister did as well. And we love to sit around and quote movies. But you can't quote this with your dad. Like, <laughs> just can't. <laughs> so, like, so we'd be laughing, and then we'd like try to say the edited version, and then the like God blessed us with the TBS edit where they didn't even try to make the fake swear words; they just changed it completely, and it was so great. Um, when he's smashing the car, and he's like, "This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's one of the best edits ever. <laughs> I've never seen that. I guess we're like, we're not even going to try here. We're just making something up. <laughs> just insert words. 
like the precursor to bad lip reading. And yes. They, just went they didn't even the realize that they were creating great. bad lip reading. That's, <laughs> that's up there with Monday to Friday playing from Snakes on a Plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sick and tired. Say it. you got to say the quote now. Uh, yeah, sick. Of, what it was sick and tired of these. Was it mother loving snakes on this Monday to Friday plane? <laughs> <laughs> like what does that even mean? <laughs> oh man! And somebody went to school for that job. They're mm-hmm. like, just put words in that start with the same letter. Right. Just okay. So I don't know if you guys know this. Is this not a hot take? I, it it kind of snuck in the radar. I remember hearing about it and didn't go back to it, there was a quasi-cousin sequel to The Big Lebowski called The Jesus Rolls. I did see that. In 2020. It came out during the lockdown. Yeah. It's called a a American 2020 American crime comedy film, and it was written by John Turturro. It's neither of those things. It's it's not a a crime or a comedy. Is it a crime? It's an ordinary film. It's just a bunch of nonsense. The poster looks great. I don't know how that even got released. I the guess post- because it was it was locked down. Yeah, it, it, it was 2020, man. I don't recommend. It said, yeah, it was filmed in 2016, premiered in Rome in 20 at the Rome Film Festival 2019, released in 2020. It was a box office bomb and received generally negative reviews from critics. But the poster is great. It's got the Jesus's ball with the hairnet on it, and I was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's got to be up there as like if you have like a top twenty gifts. That's got to be one of the first yeah. gifts I remember seeing is the the ball polish. <laughs> oh, maybe we can get uh, we can get the, the, those clippers as finally as the sponsor because we said ball polish. Mm, there you go. Yeah, Manscape. <laughs> right. Manscape. Yeah, Manscape. Call up the Manscape. <laughs> this short is brought to you by Manscape. We'll sell what your you- ball shavers <laughs> on our show. Just send us. Just send us some. <laughs> Oh, man, that's disappointing because, yeah, Big Lebowski, again, just got better and better with age. Yes. Uh, the dude. I think you can even just say the dude and everybody, everybody. knows. Everybody knows Jeff <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum, Jeffrey the dude Lebowski. Uh, if you ever see a fancy uh, – actually, you're, we should be talking to you about this. You are in real estate. How many times have you ever said the rug really brings the room together? <laughs> I had to room together, did it not? <laughs> you have to do that, and then either they get it, or you just get to make get a good laugh for yourself when you say it. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're feeling them out, you're like, hmm, you get it? You get it? <laughs> and when they don't get it, you're like, okay, anyway, over here. <laughs> Back to this cozy kitchen. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can't look at a, a red rug like that and not again. And we're just talking about all. I think these summer movies. It's because of these brain worms that just stick in your head, and that's another one. If you ever go to like PetSmart and you see a ferret and you imagine a ferret in the bathtub, you know it's gonna be You're like oh, <laughs> nice vomit, <laughs> nice vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was classic. That entire bathroom scene is every single word that comes out of their mouths is gold. Like, when he's got his, the head and the toilet, where's the money, Lebowski? And he pulls it up, and he's like, it's, it's down there somewhere. Can I get another look? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so good. 
So did you feel like when you were you're watching this, it's just like it was on re- repeat viewing in your house over the summer, and that's why you kind of feel, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> you could turn on HBO at any time, and like you had a 50-50 shot of watching The Big Lebowski. Yes. And then you just leave it on for the next person that came in through the living room, and we all loved it. That's why cable is great still. Yeah. Because you can turn on a movie halfway and just watch it from there. Then the first half plays like six hours later. Unchangeable, if that's a word, unchangeable. Like if you if you stumble upon this, you're not changing it. You're not like, oh yeah, I already saw this. You're like, shit, I had to leave, but I'm literally going to sit here and watch this movie again. I don't care where I got to go. The amount of times I've stayed up till four in the morning because a movie came on that I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. I think I originally saw this movie only in chunks because I know my parents told me it was funny and I would catch half of it and then I would catch another chunk here and there and I'd always be in and out of my house. And I don't ever remember sitting down to watch it from start to finish until I was showing it to someone else. Like I knew I'd seen it all, but I saw it in like a Pulp Fiction version where like the order didn't always make sense. But even the standalone (laughs) scenes were so funny. I was like, this is so great. And I feel it's a perfect movie that you could do that with and piece it together and be totally fine. (laughs) Oh, man. Good pick. Big Lebowski. Awesome. All right. All right, JJ, you're up. All right. Round Um, two. That's hard to follow up the Big Lebowski. That is tough. I'm going to try. So I'm cheating a little bit here. So I know we these are summer movies and we're we're in our our summer garb here. Uh, But... uh, so I'm cheating a little bit. Uh, this movie was released in the summer, so I'm I'm going off of that. But this movie that counts. Yeah, it counts. Uh, this might be my favorite comedy of all time, and that is Spaceballs. Spaceballs the T-shirt. Spaceballs the coloring book. Spaceballs the lunchbox. Spaceballs the breakfast cereal. Spaceballs the flamethrower. <laughs> that kids love this one. Last but not least. Spaceballs the doll. Me. May the Schwartz be with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Spaceballs is absolute. I, I quote it constantly. Um, and I can't watch a Star Wars movie without thinking, you know, uh, I see you have the ring. And I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. That's right. <laughs> That is phenomenal. Yeah, and that is that scream summer of eighty seven. I don't even need to go to the Google machine for it. I know summer of eighty seven. I can see it on the mall marquee right there with Lost Boys, Spaceballs. That's, that's a stacked, you know, summer. Is there right any there. sex crimes in Spaceballs? <laughs> no, because we have the Virgin Alert. Yes, the Virgin Alert <laughs> from Dot Matrix. She had the Virgin Alert. That's right. That's right. Which is unusual for Mel Brooks to have stuff that's not considered uh family friendly but Spaceballs I feel like he did make he started to make the leap to like stuff that everybody because that's got to be his biggest hit right Spaceballs I, have, I imagine yeah Spaceballs has to be his biggest I hit. don't think it's his biggest hit. it's got to be I mean I think his biggest hit is like Blazing Saddles really Spaceballs is one of his uh 80s uh sort of follow-ups but Man, it could be. I don't know. Pull up IMDb. Yeah, I'll there check it go. out. Yeah, yeah. Mel, look up Mel Brooks' <laughs> box office. So, 
it came off like it was going to be really dirty because I remember seeing the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then they just said space. And he's like, not just space. Where are the balls? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the trailer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go see this movie. <laughs> yeah. And John Candy is John Candy. as Barf. Bar- Bartholomew. Bartholomew. <laughs> Short for Bartholomew. He's a mog. He's a mog. <laughs> His own best friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and this is the second movie we picked for a summer classic that also had Melrose Place alum, because Daphne Zuniga was in this. Mm. As I want to see, was it Prin- Princess Vespa or is that Hardware Wars? <laughs> that's princess vespa that's princess in this v- one. Oh, yeah. it is in that yeah. so yeah she was also from melrose place but yeah she was in it you had uh america's president from independence day yeah. bill pullman uh-huh. in there as well joan rivers joan right rivers. was the voice uh-huh dot matrix dot matrix yep. also, and then rick moranis so good i actually even got to use the term ludicrous speed the other day <laughs> ludicrous right. speed i was just like how fast you're just like is that can you go any faster like ludicrous speed <laughs> they've gone plaid they've gone plaid he's gone to plaid <laughs> my my poor wife can't say and and she enjoys it too because she does it too but she can't say the word yogurt without me going i hate yogurt <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good yeah because mel brooks got to play two different roles in there oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. merchandising merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> space balls the flamethrower <laughs> and that and what's what's funny about that is they couldn't have any merchandise because the the only way was that george lucas would let him get away with that movie is if they could they didn't have any merchandise why? Oh, he, he, doesn't know know, wow. he doesn't own spacer balls. <laughs> Why would he be able to block that? He owns stars and wars, not space and balls. How do, why would he have any say? Well, then I truly hope that someone has the dolls from the movie. You know, when he's like, oh, yes. I love you. Like, if someone has those somewhere, I bet they're worth a million dollars. Oh, can you imagine getting those? Only... <laughs> I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. <laughs> <laughs> and she was going to get married to uh, Prince Valium, right? Prince Valium. <laughs> Prince that's, Valium. That's, sleepy. that's something sick. I didn't like. I, that was one of those like little jokes. Like it was a clean joke, but it's a little joke that I didn't get till I was older. Uh, watch, you know, watch it again. I'm like, oh, that make that's that's even more funny. <laughs> Shout out to Jim J. Bullock, former host of Hollywood Squares. That's right. Too close to <laughs> comfort. Prince thing. Valium. oh man no you're right blazing saddles is on 119 million and then uh, Spaceballs was 40 million wow producers only made 2 million that's interesting nazi movies don't make that much no they don't (laughs) high high anxiety dracula dead and loving it men in tights oh man Dracula dead and loving it. Yeah, that's I, right. I loved that movie so. Much. I thought that was going to be the match made in heaven, right? Mel Brooks with Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. How can, like, God, does it get any better than that? It. Talk about summer comedies. Yep. You know, obviously, <clears throat> we did a screening. Well, I went to a screening here of Alamo of Blazing Saddles, and they had to give the very long disclaimer of just like, "Hey, FYI, this movie was made in the seventies. It was a very different time. So if you." offend easily we set up this area in the back for you to kind of just like go shopping and we have free treats because you might not be able to listen to some of this 
that's, which, that's which, right. which is really unfortunate because the, if, all of those things that will probably offend people, it, it's supposed to be, you know, they're taking the piss out of those people yeah. who are racist or whatever. You yeah, know, they're, they're making fun of them. Yeah, exactly. And they they were the, they Mel, were the butt of the jokes. Yeah, exactly. And Mel Brooks is letting you know that, you know, these people aren't okay. Yeah, no, a hundred percent agree with that. Because yeah. he had Richard Pryor was originally going to play that, you know. Well, he wrote the movie. Yeah, he mm. wrote it right, so yeah. you knew it was coming from the right play. And Gene Wilder was, the, yeah, we yeah. talked about this, but that was really good. But there was that one scene in Spaceballs that kind of pushed it that you probably couldn't. The comb the desert scene. <laughs> comb the desert. <laughs> Have you found it, man? We ain't found shit. I remember. <laughs> I mean, the first time I saw that, I laughed so hard. I had to, I had to stop the movie. I laughed so hard. At that, that was old. Mel and you Brooks. know how the movie like holds on that shot for a little bit. It does. I know you know you because if you had it on VHS, just after he says that line, it holds for like five seconds. It like it's like applause, please, <laughs> laughter, please. Stare. Like there's like a dead. Yes, you were. That in the um, the assholes, the major assholes. Oh yeah. And they're like. <laughs> And then the very class, like, keep firing assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, the scene. Oh, yeah. My cousin. <laughs> the scene where he, it, they do the uh, Spaceballs, the movie, and they're watching it as, as, as the movie's happening. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I guess that's a joke. They're making fun of videotape at how fast movies go to VHS. What a, what a, I mean, that's an old joke, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, when they get to the point, like, that whole scene is just great. It's like, oh, uh, we're at now now. Yeah. Now is happening now. <laughs> and they're watching. Well, see now. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what happened to then? You just missed you did- it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Rick Moranis in that too. Lord Helmet, man. He did a he was he was great it's in that Dark well. Helmet. <laughs> dark Helmet. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> And you never see him be a villain, no. right? Like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Like, all right. these, he's like a genuinely nice guy. Like, he quit comedy to take care of his kids when his wife got sick. Yeah. Um, you know, like, he's just a good human. And this is his only villain role. And he just nails it. Oh, yeah. Because he's still so, like, insecure <laughs> and sweet in it. that you're just like, oh. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And, and it, it became iconic. Like, when you think of that, you think of him for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But his his tie with the Darth, it, like he's like <laughs> part of the Darth Vader <laughs> thing. It's like the necktie. Oh man! And then you had uh, yeah, that was uh, the, there was. I don't think there was any kind of crimes in there at all. I mean, if the risque stuff is when they were trying to get the air out, and they were suck, 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 <laughs> suck. Mega Man's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> We have the double mint twins in there. It's not a crime. Oh, it that's, looks pretty consensual. Oh, that's right. Um, consensual. Know, they, <laughs> that's right. Well, I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> and he was totally doing whippets with those uh, Perriers. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Good pick. Good it's pick. so great, though, when they warp him out into the main area and realizing it's only one room. And oh, yeah. he's like, yeah. And like, nobody told him my ass was this big. Right. 
when they put him back. And, they put, and then it's just the one room. And you're like, oh my God. I'll just walk. <laughs> oh man, Spaceballs, classic 1987. Classic summer fun. It was. Yes. And there was a, they, where's a rumor when the Star Wars sequels came out, they were going to do a Spaceballs one and they talked about it. And Mel Grip. Uh, Mel Brooks was almost okay with it, but you couldn't tell if he was joking. He was like, yeah, I'm going to make a second one. It's called The Search for More Money. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that would actually be a really good title. But then, yeah, nothing ever happened. Nothing well, they, ever came They released uh, like a, a couple little cartoons that oh, yeah. were that were kind of like a sequel. Oh, I I'm, think I vaguely remember I, that. I, I, never, I never got to see him, but yeah, I, I do remember that they he, he did do a little something afterwards okay like, th- and this was you know maybe 10 years back or whatever it was but yeah man that was that was so good yeah. you didn't capture them you captured the stunt doubles <laughs> so so <laughs> i think that was like when we you weren't used to things going fully meta right and that was the meta that and then it is an early meta classic it is because he did he accidentally hit the boom guy with the with his <laughs> he did it <laughs> just the little things that were good more brain worms. All right, good stuff. All right, Mario, Mario, you're up. Okay, so I have a pick for this summer comedy rotation. I don't think people think of this movie as a comedy, but it 100% is a comedy. Um, it's just like Pulp Fiction. They don't think people don't think Pulp Fiction is a comedy when it actually is. <laughs> it's a comedy throughout, through and through. Pretty much, it's not an action movie. It's not a drama. It's not a heist <laughs> movie. It's comedy. But um, the movie that really really makes me think of summer is dazed and confused yeah yes. you just gotta keep living man l-i-v-i-n <laughs> what a pick yes. i mean like there's not a lot of overt jokes there's no slapstick no one's falling over no one's getting you know uh pies in the face whatever you want to do but it is a funny movie yeah. throughout um what a great cast of characters in this movie. Um, I, for, I I can't remember everybody's name. We got Rory Cochran as the stoner. Jeremy London as sort of the Jeremy average London, Joe. Yeah. I forget the name of the guy here on the right. Uh, so many so many classic actors in this movie. You had um, you had uh, Ben Affleck, Jenna Elfman, Jenna Elfman. You had uh, right here. You've got Dina Dina Martin. You've got Joey Lauren Adams, Parker Posey. You see this sign right here, Jeff? Oh, see, yep. Do you know where this is? That's the Austin Film Society that's Theater? That's the Austin Film Society Theater. Yes, wow. that's right. You watch this movie, you find so many like Austin landmarks, you know? I was going to say for you, this had a hit, right? Just being, you know, going to school for film and then coming to Austin and being close to here. This had a hit a special mark for you. It for was. Sure. It was. I mean, you know, it, they hadn't gotten to the point where they're making a bunch of films in Austin, you know? This is one of the only ones. What did we just see Linkletter do a talk on? Didn't we just see him? We saw him at the theater. I'm not sure. I don't know. We saw him for something. Anyway, Dazed and Confused, I think, while it's not a a belly laugh kind of movie, it is funny. And, and it's one of those movies that's just... Well, I mean, I think that Quentin Tarantino would quantify it as a hangout movie. Yeah. And it's a movie that you just put on and have on. You know, yeah, because it's the so vi- relatable, yeah, very relatable. So many parts of that movie are relatable, and it's just 
the vibe of that movie is nice to have in your presence. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not overbearing. It's just like, it's just chill. It's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Movies and music are those bookmarks in time that kind of capture you. And this cat, like when you feel this movie, you feel early nineties for sure. And it's not just the, the cast, you know, Ben Affleck, Mila Jojovich was in this too. She, oh, everybody's yeah. in this. Adam Goldberg. Yeah, Adam Goldberg was in this. The, a few, few people from Rent, the musical. Matthew McConaughey. Yes, sir. Oh, Matthew yeah, McConaughey, his first, the, one of yeah. his first big roles. Yeah. I mean, now, like, if you re- I read his book and, you know, learning his history about his acting, it, he talks all about getting this role and how it kind of changed everything for him. And, like, his f- whole life philosophy now is built on this. I mean, this is right, much cooler if you did, and all right. Yeah. That was all born here. Yep. You yep. know, and born and dazed and confused. I mean, this gave birth to Matthew McConaughey to the entertainment world, and, I, and the world is better for it. I have a theory <laughs> about this movie. Here's a hot take. You're going to post, this, post this on the internet. This could cause controversy. All right. um, I think <laughs> that in this movie... I through you know I've done some I've done some work in the past and I worked with the cinematographer uh, of uh, Days and Confused on a thing one time Lee Daniel Lee Daniel yep I worked with him I actually slept with him in a camper for oh a week. wait <laughs> it's um, very important that you use your commas and your periods when you say that again <laughs> <laughs> we stayed in the camper while we were filming a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I think in this film, uh, Matthew McConaughey is doing an impression of Lee Daniel, the cinematographer. Oh, really? That's my theory. Oh, because if you've ever met him, he he sounds like Lee, he sounds like Matthew McConaughey in this film. Oh wow, that is that is a really hot take. That's is really hot no take. take. He's that's like, shit, I never did this before. It's my first role. I'm gonna act like that guy that's right behind the camera. Right yeah. There. <laughs> hey, what'd you just say? I can't tell you. Much much cooler if you did tell me. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, I'll use it. <laughs> use it. So uh, there was a magazine. Uh, it was an Entertainment Weekly talking about 50th best high school movies. It made that list. And it was also ranked 10th on the funniest movies of the past 25 years list. So, again, like you said, not necessarily because of the belly laughs, but it's a movie that'll make you feel good. You're not going to watch this and be in a bad mood. You're you're literally just going to be, it's going to put you in a chill mood. It was also another... And really, we have crime as well. We've got hazy. Zero sex crimes in this movie. (laughs) Even with the theme. (laughs) Way to to call that one back. Yeah, good. So the budget was uh, 6.9 and the box office was 8. And that's just not a fair testament of how... It's it's really grown like its own following for sure. It it really did. I mean, if you haven't been to town, you go to... Top notch burgers, yeah. and they do honors to it. And they're actually building one up north in Hutto for all you Austinites. If oh, you're right. familiar with, there's yeah. going to be a top notch. There is a top notch. I have a friend who lives out there. She says she's been up there. So. Yes, yeah, so I, I I thought that would be something that it never would branch out because again, when we first moved to Austin, we talked about Guerros after seeing you know Death Proof and yeah. Grindhouse. Last billboard before Guerros. <laughs> <laughs> But Top Notch is definitely a stop that if you come to Austin and if you want to show your friends. Come get you a a burger. Yeah, and the burgers are good. They really did good. And there was some music. There was Again, there was something about the music in this film as well that really 
did it well at capturing a time because it's weird as a movie that takes place in 1976 but it reminds you of 1993 but um yeah that was that's a, his, his, over and i was gonna say wasn't renee zellweger in that she was in that she was well. also yeah. yeah both of them were her and joey lower and adams who are variants of that's each what other. they yeah. are very <laughs> they are variants of each other I remember when I first saw this movie, like I, I wasn't into like movies or anything, and it just this happened to be on TV, and so I thought this was, you know, a '70s movie, and so um, I remember later seeing all these actors and something else, and it just blew my mind that they hadn't aged, but maybe a couple years. I was like, wait a minute, these were these people were just in a '70s movie, and it's like 1997, and all of a sudden, what? <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And there's so, just... Did y'all have anything in, like, if you grew up in a smaller town or, like, a high school, like, something that the seniors did to the incoming freshmen that was, like, similar to this movie? You know how they make the girls, like, fry, like, eggs? on They do, like, the whole thing. Because I, I The town did. I grew up in, they would... you If you didn't shave your head as an incoming high school freshman, the seniors would find you and shave your head for you and your eyebrows. What? Oh, my gosh. You had to yeah. shave your head? So every... Yeah, on the last day of eighth grade, all the boys went and had got their head shaved, or else because if you didn't do it, they were going to do it for you. Wow, and the, the women had their heads shaved as well. We were we were fine. <laughs> <laughs> was was there any anything for like the girls who were graduating eighth grade that they had to do fry like a, no. anything like no? It was just the boys. Just the boys, like, and it just it was. One of those things that, like, it was the most normal thing ever because you grew up with it. Right. And you just knew every year, every eighth grader had to shake their head on the last year of school because if they didn't, they would also lose their eyebrows. Did you have a similar thing, Jeff, at your at your high school? It, it was more about physical violence. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The head yeah. For sure is a little bit more. Uh, yeah, you just get the crap beat out of you. I had a thing that we did at my high school, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it up. Jeff, don't turn this into a short. I mentioned this story. I mentioned this story one time at another place, and I had to talk. To, I had to talk to HR um, afterwards. But it was a shoot. It was a real thing. This is just what we did. This is how the seniors would raise money for the prom. Basically, for the for the seniors to raise money for the prom every year, we'd had a slave auction where they would auction off the freshmen. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> to people, yeah, that it's just a real well. thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't back, know. Back to sex crimes, and it was just—I mean, nobody. Yeah, nobody got sex crimed in this one. It was just race crimes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, basically, so you'd go in the gym. Everybody was in the on the stands uh, on the high school bleachers, yelling and screaming and hooting and howling, and you just run through all the freshmen one at a time and auction them off to the highest bidder. God. And it wasn't like you didn't make them like do things. You didn't, you know, you didn't make them do anything. It was just like, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was harmless racism. It was just like <laughs> you'd get the you, you, the kids your slave. And, oh, you put a funny costume on and make them carry oh, your okay. books and okay. you know bring your lunch. You couldn't. Nobody even thought to do anything so cruel to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a long time ago, but it was a slave auction. Um, <laughs> These kids and their slave auctions. <laughs> but that's how they would raise money for the prom. <laughs> So I I need to know Ashley like is this still a thing from your hometown like the or, or when's the last year that the shaving heads thing happened? You know 
I need to find out. <laughs> I need to know. I like need to follow some point, up. Somebody's mom is going to step in, right? And be like, we're not doing this anymore. My school still does <laughs> yeah. the slave auctions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Ashley, put that up on TikTok. I just followed you, so I need to follow up. Okay. Okay. All right. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one off. <laughs> The only thing I can think of is I do remember the football players who had ample access to Ben Gay, which you'd be calling Icy Hot now. Mm. And yeah, the same thing that happened in Revenge of the Nerds, that happened in there when they made the that, but they did it in person with their hands. The whole thing was they just reach your hand in. And then they swipe oh. up like a credit card. <laughs> oh. Yikes. So I do remember rolling under the bus with two guys trying to hold me down. So yeah, that's that was a thing. <laughs> My God. What were we doing? That was way more was violent happening. than mine. We, so, uh, we have all these great comedies and we're out here committing these <laughs> slave auctions and crimes. <laughs> Should have been watching VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, video games don't seem so bad. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that was that just good yeah? Point. Anyway, so Linkletter nailed it with that one. He did. He really did. Again, that's, he, that's he a created a, a timeless like that stamped mm -hmm. a certain that '90s period. This is in that same bucket, right? When you talk about Quentin and Robert and Kevin Smith, Linkletter falls in that bucket, right? It was just a little sooner. But he, he was uh, he was ahead of them. Honestly. Yeah, he was. He's he, like in the Spike Lee group. He primed. He definitely primed those pumps for sure. All right. So well, my sophomore year of college, that photo was me and my roommate's Halloween costume. We went as a group as oh, the senior cool. girls from Dazed and Confused. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> you still could do that, and people, especially here in Texas, and they would get that. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Whistles and everything. <laughs> that's awesome! Awesome. All right, I am up. I don't know if I'm going to make this any more politically correct with this <laughs> with this choice. <laughs> and believe it or not, it was 1998, this choice. But I got to say, there's something about Mary as one of my favorite <laughs> summer movies. Is it the Frank or the Beans? Frank's and Beans! Frank's and Beans! And I remember going to school in Florida and just like, we had already seen, you know, Dumb and Dumber. And actually, I preferred Kingpin over Dumb and Dumber. I thought Kingpin was even a little funnier. But then when something, the Mary, it, it almost felt like what Mario, you would say, like they were trying to take it like a more artsy, serious route. But they didn't. <laughs> because, but I, I, it was, it was great. But you watch all this stuff now, like almost all of Matt Dillon's lines, I don't think you can even say them. And if you no. say them, you're like, they just don't, like people are like, oh no, you can't do it. But man, he was so good. He was just so earnest in that. And ironically, he was born as an 80s star, right? And then he goes into the 90s. But just think, even that picture with Cameron Diaz there. Describe right? what's happening in this photo, Jeff. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You, gotta look at you would do that just like, so, like, if you had to explain to you, actually, you're talking about how you can't quote Lebowski with your dad. Like, so imagine explaining to your mom, why is her hair standing up like that? And you got to tell your mom that. It's just like, well, you see, he had the baby batter on his brain. So what he did was he got, he got the Sunday lingerie section out of the newspaper. You have to do it old school. Yeah. 
Oh man. But it did give birth, you know, again, some of the Matt Dillon stuff was hilarious, but you couldn't do it anymore, but it did give birth to something very funny that you can still say and get away with. You can be in any room and you can yell Franks and beans and they're going to just know exactly what you're talking Franks and beans. Franks and beans. Yeah. <laughs> Franks and beans. <laughs> but yeah, the crimes here was obviously, or what was his name? Like Hurley, um, Matt Dillon. Yeah. He was, he was spying on her. Mm. He was listening to all her stuff. He thought she wanted big teeth. <laughs> so he got, he got those caps made. Oh, man. But like him just talking to Ben Stiller and just like when he realized that Mary was gorgeous and he was going to try to steal her the way he was trying to deter her. Just like, no, she's not. She's doing good. She looks really healthy. Deuce, do 50. Doing gel. Like all the kids she has. Like he's saying everything to like scare her away. But yeah, Pat Healy. I just like because Matt Dillon had been gone for a little while. Like, I feel like he wasn't in a bunch of stuff. And then all of a sudden he shows up in this role. But the Farley brothers were a little bit on fire right there between, you know, coming off Dumb and Dumber and then Kingpin wasn't it, but then something about Mary. They kind of helped launch Jim Carrey, so to speak. Like, we knew about him, right? For sure. But I mean, everybody to this day still knows like Dumb and Dumber. But I don't sure. know. What were your guys' feelings on there's something about Mary? Was it just me? No, it's no, a I wanted person. to be her. <laughs> like, I wanted to be Mary. I was like, she's independent. She's smart. She's pretty. Like, she was, like, such a strong female lead where, you know, usually they get girly. They get whatever. They get weak. And I'm like, oh, she's so dope. Like, yeah. that's, that's be. No, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, she was, you know, she was cracking beers and she was talking about how she just wanted somebody real. Right. And I like how she was presented. I want somebody real while she was being real, you know. Yeah. And, and, and she doesn't put up with like anybody's shit. It's not like, well, you know, making excuses. No. Like she's like, no, you did me wrong and so bye. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm I'm going to go do my own thing because, you know, like like you said, I'm like this independent, you know, strong person. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. I love the scene where she's with her girlfriends and she's saying like, I want a guy who can like play around a golf and then take me and Warren to a baseball game. And then Sarah Silverman is like the bit part of that friend. And oh, she's that's like, right. daddy who likes beer and golf. Where are you going to find such a gem? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Sarah. Yeah, that was Sarah she's Silverman who dropped that. She's only in the movie for a minute. She kills it. <laughs> oh, that was so good too. And the the dog was was harmed, but the dog the dog lived. <laughs> because flings the dog out the window. <laughs> the dog survived thanks to the uh, the the electric shop from the lamp. A little bit of trivia: directors of this film went on to win an Oscar for the Green Book. Oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> they did do the Green Book. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> First Oscar. The, twist, the amount of twists for a comedy for this movie was like incredible, right? Because oh, yeah. we have Tucker who like doesn't need the crutches after all. He's the pizza guy. Yes. And then um, all the way to the end man. with Boogie. He's like, Mike Woganowski, how did you, did you not put it together? And he's the boyfriend from so long ago and he's got all the... Oh, Chris Chris Ellie, Ellie. Yeah. And, you know, the it was, or whatever he has. It, yeah, it was just huge swerves in this movie. Yeah, and I yeah. think yeah. that reason the the swerves were so huge because they let you get into comfort. Because Mary is a great character. 
Mary's like a really good, everybody else in the movie is whatever. Mary is the central character of the whole film and she's great. It's hard not to just fall in love with her. Um, but, uh, shout out to Harlan Williams, who gives a cameo (laughs) as a hitchhiker (laughs) who comes up with the minutes for seven minute abs. <laughs> what about a uh, six? But not a branch. <laughs> no, six minutes. No, that's that goes against everything. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. <laughs> oh, and, and I, who is it that plays Mary's dad in the flashback? Because he also Keith David. Keith David. Dad. Yeah. Mm. Is it the beans or the Franks? <laughs> how'd, you get, how'd you get your beans above your Franks? <laughs> yeah, he was great in, and that was Marky Post as the mom, right? Marky from Post, Sinar. rest in peace, man. Yes, yeah, from now. Night Night Court. But yeah. that was good. Yep, R.I.P. And I don't think we've seen it as much here because down south, when you're driving, you go. Bucky's is your rest stop, but up north, those rest stops that look like the Jersey rest stops. And when I'd never even heard that, and I stopped at these rest stops so much growing up with her, with your family on these trips, you're like, "This is what really happens at rest stops." They're like, "We're just, we're just peeing." Yeah, yeah, I'm just peeing too. Yeah, yeah, we're all just peeing. It's like, what the hell is this? So I never even went back and looked. I was so disturbed. Like, is that like an urban legend or is that a real thing? Because they're pretty eerie. They literally, now you get convenience stores and you get stuff like Bucky's. But back then it was literally like a brick building with two restrooms and some sketchy looking water fountains. And that was your rest stop. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to tell you how I've heard these things or why I've heard these things, but... (laughs) These are apparently not just urban legends. <laughs> That's that weird. these are real things that happen. <laughs> apparently, in my hometown, at some point, they built this new park, and uh, it became the spot where uh, that scene could happen all over again. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and I was like, "Well, okay." That's uh, that's I'm gonna avoid that 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 park. Oh, what if you're really tired, though? <laughs> Luckily, oh, there's a man. Walmart down the street from that park. I'll go park in the Walmart. <laughs> just, yeah, just sleep there. <laughs> so that was uh, that was 1998, and yeah. actually 360 million worldwide gross. The fourth highest grossing film of 1998 was There's Something About Mary. Excellent film. Yeah, I think that was peak. I think that was peak Farley's. Well, mm-hmm. unless you count Oscars, but as far as <laughs> peak comedies. So. Yes. Yeah. All right, so let's. So we got to do our quick review here. So we had, so Ash, you had Big Lebowski for your round two, right? JJ, yeah. you had Spaceballs. Mario, you had Dazed and Confused, and then I went with There's Something About Mary. Great choice. What a solid list. Mm-hmm. What a blockbuster night this would be. Right. <laughs> Only twelve bucks. <laughs> yeah, because I went to rent. Uh, Mario, you were talking about like, are you an anti-renter? When you asked me if I was an anti-renter, it's like, no, I'll still rent. Like, a, I'll rent a stream versus a buy. But like, some of the like the early, like you can rent Renfield now, but it's like it's twenty bucks. I know that's I bu- nuts. I went ahead and bought it. It was twenty five to buy. That's what I was gonna say. At that point, you might as well just buy right. it yeah. because it's cheaper to go see it in the theater. But like, why why are you making it hard to rent? You just make me want to buy. But maybe that's the trick. Maybe they do want you to buy it. 
Bring back Blockbuster. I think that's a... We need to do that. So I just got back on Netflix. Uh, uh, yeah, Netflix discs. So yes, they actually, still have they that? yes, they do. I thought they were about September. To I was gonna say they face till out. September. <laughs> I rejoined till September. Just to get some disc and yeah, some envelopes, you can join up and just yeah. start grabbing. And, and guess I, what? Don't return it. Yeah, exactly. When I get to the end, I'm not going to return the discs. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Those last three movies, I'm going to keep. Trying to decide what they're going to be. <laughs> be some criterions oh smart move yeah because apparently yeah you can get better movies than you can on streaming yeah it's ridiculous why does it make it was it's hard to pick a movie when you're streaming but like actually you know you were just talking about it, you made it a blockbuster night you can spend hours there but it felt delightful even if you didn't find something you felt like you experienced something now it was it's an activity just, yeah you were learning about yeah. film <laughs> and we just <laughs> we don't like the disappointment when you see all the cases and then you go and there's none, there's not that hard case behind the plastic one. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That, that hurts. <laughs> so actually I was going to tell you, you should do a TikTok. you know, the, the camp cuts and they got the one with Beetlejuice of like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Nothing. Just hanging around. I was like, we need to do one of those for blockbuster when you're waiting for that new release but you're trying to pretend you're just hanging out there what are you doing let me know when you get a copy of con air (laughs) yes you hear the hey hey what was that was that con air is that con air wait we gotta rewind it (laughs) be kind rewind (laughs) gotta rewind it before we give it to you oh yeah otherwise we're liable i need to see if the guy who's repairing my vcr has one of those things that all they do is rewind films i have two of those you do have rewinders yeah i got two rewinders <laughs> you don't want to rewind in your vcr where's it out <laughs> smart see <laughs> actually see this is what we were talking about you learn on youtube <laughs> yes. I, like, I always wanted one i thought that was like bougie to, like for people that had like winders in their house i'm like oh <laughs> that's special you have a whole separate rewinder look at you you fancy. rewind a tape where you put in the next tape yeah. a rewinder hello like, mr rockefeller your, really hey your majesty you <laughs> that's awesome all right let's do let's do it last round last round fun in the sun so ashley you're up for your final pick Okay, final pick is I laugh consistently. Like every single word of this movie is funny. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Come on, then. What? Have at you. You're indeed brave tonight, but the fight is mine. Oh, I don't know, eh? Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. It's just a flesh wound. Look, stop that. Chicken. Chicken, look, I'll have your leg. Oh, wow, Man. yeah. An absolute classic. <laughs> I mean, the classic. Yeah, that is like the, the classic stands the test of time. This has to be one that people, when you stumble on it, you have no idea what you're in for, right? If you were never, if you never were exposed to any kind of Monty Python and then all of a sudden you stumble on this. How did you stumble on this? Was this a rental or was this on TV? How'd you find it? So this movie is older than me, and the way that I found it is my parents trying to explain to me why it was funny without letting me watch it. <laughs> and they're telling me about the, the scene with the knight, and it, his arm is getting cut off, and like my parents are like in hysterics, and they can barely breathe to tell me the story. And they're like, and then the, and then he's just on the ground with stumps, and he's like, come back, coward! And we're all just sitting there like, 
what? Like, we're laughing because my parents are laughing. You know, me and my brother and sister are like four, five, and six at this time. Um, and we're just like, okay. And then they show us up and we're like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> we're can't stop laughing and the like the terrible jokes just fly right over your little kid head you know like when it, we get to the castle scene with zoo you know you're like they're like why is it funny that everyone's getting spanked that doesn't sound great <laughs> but you see it as a grown-up you're like <laughs> if I could, if I could just reveal something to you, um, Ashley, I think that would be just to let you know right now. Your parents were high as hell. <laughs> Real, <laughs> they could not have gotten any higher. <laughs> I love that movie. It does. It definitely has a summer vibe because it's the movie that. For me, it is it is equated with just being high. It's just one of those early stoner movies. Before stoner movies existed, this was a stoner movie. Man, Indeed. yeah, you, you just made me realize, damn, my parents were high too. Because I remember high. laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is a great pick. I mean, I think everybody, every it spans generations. We're talking about it's just a flesh wound. I think <laughs> everybody pretty much can pick up on that. I see a lot of like anytime you're looking for, I gauge it on what this new generation knows by the GIF inventory. Mm-hmm. Like when you're going through Giphy of just like who gets it, and you see a lot of of the bunny. <laughs> the yes. rabbit bunny gif like anytime <laughs> you're picking up you're trying to do any kind of white rabbit search or anything like that monty pythons that shows up every time yeah <laughs> it, it, i, I feel it, like it's so funny that when you try to explain any one scene to someone and like everyone around you knows and they're all laughing if there's like the one person that hasn't seen it and so you can barely get through it and everyone around you is cracking up and even the person who's never seen it is like Okay, I'm with you. This is so funny. You get pulled in. Yeah. This is one of those movies that like um that you're you're a teenager and your one of your friends is like, Hey, have you guys seen this movie? You know, uh, Monty Python and her, the Holy Grail? What? What are you talking? Oh, it's the funniest movie you've ever seen in your life. What are you talking about? And then you have a sleepover and and, and so you like late night and you're watching yeah, well, smoke back, this. Back, yeah, exactly. <laughs> throw, throw in the VHS, you know, showing showing the age, but throw on Netflix or whatever, wherever it's on currently, and and just watch uh, the funny one of the funniest movies you've ever seen. The- it reminds me of the early smoke this conversations. <laughs> Because I mean, there was a time. There was a time when it was like smoke this, and it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to go to jail. And it's like, uh, but then you do it, and it's just like, all of a sudden, it was like the funniest three hours of your life, right? <laughs> it just it reminds me of that. It's one of that uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail and like Mel Brooks silent movie. Yes, are the ones that remind me of those times more than anything. <laughs> yes, very much so. There's just something about that British humor, like it's 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 always been like very subtle, or the they they mine humor where you wouldn't expect the humor to come, which makes it so timeless that you can this. It's never going to feel dated, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it stands up. It does. Yeah, it's just it, the absurdity of it is so far past. <laughs> what you, like this shouldn't. <laughs> But it circles back to funny again. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just everyone, like you said, you just 
it's like yelling Franks and beans. You say certain lines and people are going to know what you're talking about, right? You just bring out your dead. Bring <laughs> out your dead. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> See, you're just people are going to like. I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they, I just, I read this, so it has to be true because they put it on the internet, but um, <laughs> they had a budget and it couldn't include horses. So the coconuts were never a plan. <laughs> and like they wanted real horses and then they're like, well, we can't have horses. What are we going to do? And they're like, oh, I got, I got an idea. <laughs> so genius. <laughs> and actually put it in there too. I was like, we're going to just throw this in your face and you're going to see the clacking coconuts are so good. Mm. But they still need the gallop runs. Like, you don't, you don't even have a horse. Oh, man. I don't, no doubt the I, horses are expensive. I know so so to show you, to as, as a way to see, like, what, how this, uh, how that, especially that scene is still going on and is transcends time is there's just very recently i saw on on reddit there was a a prom a promposal or whatever they're called so you know a video and this and this guy and his buddies came up and they were doing the coconut thing they're doing the gimmick (laughs) and coming up and it was this whole like you know medieval like you know prom you know the promposal and it was just hilarious. I'm like, I hope this girl says yes. <laughs> she better have. Right. <laughs> Don't waste good humor like that. <laughs> yeah, because I when I actually I had to just look it up actually because I don't remember what year it was actually released. It was 1975. Wow. It's like holy smokes, classic year. Yeah, that it worked out re- really well. Written and performed by Monty Python, so it had Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. And the, all their stuff was really good. There was the one. Yeah. <clears throat> they had a film before that, but that was more of a sketch film, and now for something completely different. This was the one that was actually like a cohesive film. And there's, there's inspired uh, Spam a lot, right? Mm. Is that true? Yeah, that's know. what it says here. There's... Three years later, Idol used the film as the basis for the 2005 Tony Award-winning musical Spamalot, which I did not see. There's there's a rumor that like uh, for the Holy Grail, like uh, Pink Floyd and uh, I, and somebody else uh, funded the movie. What? Yeah, because oh, really? they because they liked those guys so much. They liked the Monty Python so much, and they helped fund the movie. They needed some extra funds. It funded my screening, Pink Floyd. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but yeah, like the guys from Pink Floyd and, and some, somebody else, like these major names, because they were they were so popular, helped fund the movie. I mean, some of their their TV show stuff was always funny. Like Those this, guys are hilarious. Oh my gosh, the uh, Ministry the of Funny team. Walks. Comedy. Yes. Yeah, yeah right. it was yeah. A, the absolute dream team of comedy. Like it. There's like these magical times, like when you get the early, the very first cast of like Saturday Night Live for as far as like British comedy, it was these guys, this mm-hmm. troop together, like created magic for sure. It says, uh, <clears throat> it was one of the great, 
where is it? Okay, there it was. Monty Python grossed more than any British film exhibited in the U.S. in 75. In the U.S., it was selected in 2011 as the second best comedy of all time in the ABC special. Best in film, the greatest movies of our time, behind Airplane, only behind Airplane. Wow. That's, Ooh. yeah, that's pretty big. <clears throat> Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Naked Gun almost did make the list. It almost did. So, good pick. Was which was it on we the had, TV show um, or one of the movies that they had the the world champion of hide and seek, and he just flew all the way around the uh, around the world, hid in a cave, and then just keep peeking his head out and then going back, <laughs> and he just stayed there entire time. <laughs> That's another Monty Python gem. <laughs> We had the kid, I have three kids, and during the pandemic, we were like, hey, y'all are going to sit down and you're going to watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And they loved it. They thought it was hilarious. And, you know, we have all this time in the pandemic and beautiful weather. And we look in the backyard and my two youngest are recreating the scene <laughs> with broomsticks and chairs. And, like, I hear them yelling, I cut your arm up. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, just, you won. I'll yeah, start polishing my parenting trophy right now. Yes. This- <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Parenting Academy. I, I, I couldn't be here. But for for reals though, for a shoot, that had to feel pretty good. Like you want, like that had to feel so successful. Like yes. Oh yeah, I like, knew it. Because you want your kids to laugh with you, and you want to like enjoy things together. And so we, but we hyped them up. Like we talked about the bridge scene, and we're like, so funny. And but the one that they really gravitated to was the witch, where um, <laughs> you know, which witch. is like you dress her this way and they're like no <laughs> yes <laughs> that, they just loved it it was so great hearing them do all the things <laughs> oh that is so great what a pick <laughs> all right we got three more picks we got some time jj you're up what's all your right. what's your final pick oh man my you gotta final follow pick. that man i I hate having to follow. Ashley's got like all the bangers, man. (laughs) Following up, that's tough. Okay. My last pick um, is from the 90s. So we're we're doing a little less uh, sex crimes. Um, (laughs) Which is good. Which is good. No, we we need to get away from it. Uh, um, (laughs) Now that I think about it, maybe not. Um, But my, my pick... Uh, is Weekend at Bernie. Larry Lomax is dead. I mean, this is just my luck. I finally catch a break at the office, finally see some light at the end of the tunnel, and wham! Gone! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What am I going to tell them? Huh? I mean, they, they, they might think we had something to do with it. You know, I told everyone at the office we were going out to Bernie's house for the weekend. They were so jealous. I mean, I loved it. <laughs> now what am I going to tell them? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> There are crimes, but it's more about embezzlement. Well, there's, there's, there's a scene. Dead bodies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was reminded recently of a scene with a, a dead Bernie uh, and his uh, his girlfriend. Oh, some necrophilia did yes. happen in there. There we go. You're right. <laughs> so, uh, but. what a magical time this is when you know mario and i talk about this a lot like the when hollywood would 
come up with ideas on cocktail napkins and just go for it and not need any IP. So somebody was totally like stoned or drunk, just like, this make him dead, and they got to pretend he's not dead all weekend. Like, <laughs> how crazy would that be? Like, yeah, let's make it. Okay, here's some money. Go make it. Here's a... Uh, so it doubled its budget. I mean, it was 15 million bucks, and it made $30 million. <laughs> But like, it spawned a sequel. Had, to, like, had a sequel, yes. It had to go through a funnel of people who've never actually dealt with dead bodies because that, like, in reality, it would be a horror movie. Like, there would be <laughs> falling apart. You know, <laughs> they're like, no, it'll be super funny. He'll just get really stiff and they can, like, put clothes on him. And, like, <laughs> we'll make him dance. It'll be hilarious. Put a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> just tired. It won't smell weird at all. Like, no. you're going to be fine. <laughs> Like the body would be shitting itself, right? <laughs> Realistically, but yeah, the, we, the we might have to put that bonkers. on Miss Busters. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you carry around your dead boss for a weekend? <laughs> well, actually, no. Weekend at Bernie's bust this myth. <laughs> they put see they put a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. They give him a drink. <laughs> yeah, it was, was a hilarious concept. I mean, I was dying. Isn't there a lot of gases being released? Wouldn't his body maybe explode from oh, the cigarette? Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could. And like the rigor mortis, like they, you got to hit one position where he can do a lot of different things because he's gonna like sever it up. <laughs> How did Bernie die exactly? He did the 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 hitman did kill him. The he was successful. The yeah. hitman kills, but the hit. So Bernie was trying to get the two guys killed, right? But but there was a mix up as as you do in these kinds of you know scenarios where the hitman kills him. Right. Or something. Yeah, right? I think they said, you know what, he's, oh. he's too much trouble, let's just no, get rid of him instead. Or, no, it was, it was because he's sleeping with the, like, uh, That's the, right. mo- the mob guy's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Yep, that was it. Yeah. The amazing actor Terry Kaiser. As yes. Bernie. There you go. From uh, Is he possibly the best dead performance <clears throat> ever? They should have got an award, for sure. <laughs> And he and he spawned a sequel. So in the sequel, like how I, I need to go back because I didn't watch the sequel as much as the original. Like how long has the body been deceased by that point? Not very long, <laughs> if I remember correctly. But they they got voodoo involved, right? Right, like the, the well, music made him dance. Right, like they they put they put the headphones on that him, and, and that's how he gets to walk. Yeah, that's he. <laughs> they get him walk. I'm like, oh my god, what is like the sequels just bonkers like they're like okay we have this crazy concept okay now we need a sequel let's just get weird with it like <laughs> weird like we we already weren't weird with it <laughs> necrophilia is not weird enough for you okay we'll add some voodoo <laughs> see hollywood this is what you stop doing right <laughs> yeah cocaine man. is what they stop doing <laughs> <laughs> right I just remember him sitting there, and then he had the fly, all that. It's just like, but wouldn't there be flies? Like, just give him a fly swatter; it'll be funny. <laughs> just like, hey, it's Bernie. <laughs> Keep the flies. <laughs> I just used to remember the little kid, and one of the brain worms from this movie was when he fell, and the little kid started burying him. Burying He's like, him. Stop burying him! He's like, Are you talking to me? <laughs> well, piss off! <laughs> he just. <ran. laughs> And then, well, and then that little kid comes around later, and he's got a he's got a, a gun, yeah. And he's messing with those two, and they're freaking out, and they're like, "Oh my god, we're gonna die!" And then they they look around the corner, and this little kid, and he shoots him the finger. That's right. I'm like, what the? F-? 
who thought of this scene? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I had to look it up and just to confirm it. Yeah. So Bernie arrives at the island before the pair and plans the murders with Polly. The hitman, unaware the conversation is being recorded, Polly arrives and kills Bernie with a lethal, a lethal dose of heroin and go. stages it as self-inflicted. I was like, man, yeah, 80s man, <laughs> just out of their mind. Requiem for a Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man, that was good. Let's bust through the rest of this round because I'm having technical difficulties. Uh, All right, let's do it. All right, you're up. Is me? Yeah, it's you. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, so my next pick is a summer movie that came. Imagine this scenario, Jeff. The world has come to an end, and we're all trapped indoors, hiding from a deadly disease, which is killing people en masse. Millions of people were dying on a daily basis. And um, Netflix was kind... Not Netflix. It was uh, Hulu was kind enough to release a comedy for us to watch for free called Palm Springs. But what is this? When is this? Yeah, about that. So, this is today. Today is yesterday. And tomorrow is also today. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. Oh, oh that was so pit. good. Palm, Palm Springs, Springs was I thought, uh, was a really, really solid comedy that came out in the middle of a disaster and just blew the doors off of uh, yep. streaming networks. Yeah. Um, it's basically Groundhog Day times two. Yep. For the most part. But it really, really works well. It worked great. Like, yeah, if this wasn't released, this would have been something that would have been in theaters and word of mouth. Would it was supposed it to be in theaters. Yeah. And it, yeah. it would have been a huge hit for Andy Samberg, who's, who's great. Lonely Island, speaking of summer, summer jams. But that's, yeah, that's really good. I've only seen it like twice. It hasn't had like a lot of the repeat viewings that I've seen with it. But yeah, slam dunk. Did you guys see Palm Springs, Andy Samberg? Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen it. And I'm like, based on everything we've done up to this point, I'm going to watch it the minute we get up. <laughs> yeah, it is such a fun yeah. movie. It's a it's fun great. movie. It's And and you're right. Like it's, uh, it's um, Groundhog's Day. You know, just imagine somebody else caught in groundhogs yes day. andy samberg in, yeah. in groundhog day yeah and so and they and they take the concept and really run with it and it's man that oh that's a good choice that's a real good choice that's that's a real funny movie yep yeah solid summer yep. entertainment oh yeah for the folks at home i really thought andy samberg would eventually kind of move along to the direction that uh looks like bill Hader's going to with like barry that i think mm. he would be ready to cross over to be like the next Bill Murray because his stuff, but Lonely Island is just always so good. And then when you see him in this, you realize he was gonna. And then he went with, uh, you know, he went with the cop show, which is great. Oh, Brooklyn Nine, Brooklyn, yeah, it's such a great show. It's so good, so you know? great. He just has that wholesomely funny. Yes, <laughs> he really does. He just has that okay. everything that he's in. It just works. I sorry, I just saw. I think I saw the blinking you were talking about. <laughs> Yes. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Last one. I'll go with it. I'll, I know we got to blaze through this. I, I'm going with a 2008 film that I never thought I would have loved, and I watch it every summer now without fail, usually on a plane, and it's Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hello? Hey, Peter? 
Sarah? Uh, no. It's Rachel Jansen from the front desk. Hey. Hey, what's going on up there? You're getting complaints about a woman crying hysterically? Yeah, you know what? I hear her too, and it sounds like she's having such a hard time. Um, I think it's coming from the floor above me. You're on the top floor. I'll, I'll try to keep it down. Are you okay? Yeah, you have a nice night. Okay. <laughs> oh. I had no idea how much I was going to love this film and just love every time I see it. It just, to me, it just gets better. Everything about it, the cast works. I mean, we got Russell Brand, Mila Kunis, Kristen Bell work. Jason Segal was good. But it was, again, these were just like the brain worms. There's so many brain worms in this, you know. I'm wearing the shirt kind of like in honor of that when Sarah gets him the shirt and he spills wine. And, oh, no, take my eyes, but not the shirt. I mean, it's just <laughs> these, these little things <laughs> that just work so well. And then Mila Kunis coaxing him off the cliff always gets me too. It's like, come on, Peter, I can see your vagina from here. I can see your hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was peak Seagal, like we, the world got introduced, and then Mila was just kind of firing on all cylinders. Oh, yeah. And then Seagal. And even the small things, like Jonah Hill's role is like, just for one, he's like, you want a magazine or something? Like everything about it. And, you know, I gotta, by default, give shout out. I do have the Dracula musical on my Spotify playlist, and it may or may not been one of the top played in my annual Spotify when it says how many times you played this. And Spotify is like, you want new music? And I'm just like Mila Kunis, like, Dracula musical! Woo! <laughs> just play it. Just play it, but it was so good. I don't know, it just, but obviously it reminds you of summer being in Hawaii and Did, everything about it. But Didn't the uh, Dracula musical get him the uh, the Muppets spot? It, exactly, yeah. So he, they, he, Gave, he brought the Muppets back because yeah. of Dracula yep. musical yep. in it. But Bill Hader had good cameos in it. There were so many good cameos. I don't know. What are you guys feeling on forgetting Sarah Marshall? I, I really feel like that, that movie flew under the radar. And then when you watched it, you were like, why did I miss that movie? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. hundred <clears throat> percent. And it's, it's spir- it spiritual. Did Nanjiani have a cameo in that? He did. Yes. He was in there too. Sorry, there was. I was trying to pull up the cast list, but there was tons of different cameos that were in that movie. Uh, the guy from uh, Thirty Rock, he was in there as well <laughs> as the newlyweds who was afraid to have sex with his wife. <laughs> so Russell Brand was trying to show him. <laughs> I was sh- trying to show him how to do it with the chess piece. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was in it. Kunu, Kunu, Kunu mm, will show you how to mm-hmm. surf. That was peak Paul Rudd too. I'd use that line all the time. It's like do do, do more. No 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 do less. Well, no no do more. Do no, one. <laughs> you got to do a little bit more than that. <laughs> Everything about that, like everybody, the small roles in there just work well. And the spiritual sequel, uh, get him to the Greek, just as good. You know, mm. just as funny. You know, but there's just I have a soft spot for uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Good pick. Yes. I feel like that movie has a vibe of like. Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Hawaii. We're going to film this movie. We're going to work. We're also going to call 900 of our famous friends to do cameos. <laughs> so we can all party in Hawaii together. 
They, they pulled an Adam Sandler. <laughs> the Adam Sandler formula. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my God. I think you're 100% right on that. Because it has that fun energy. Like, everyone's having a good time. We're all laughing. Like, you can tell they're filming it. They're having a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't work. It was yes. just a party. They were having a good time. Those were happy tissues, not sad tissues. <laughs> <laughs> And then even the Kristen Wig as the yoga instructor, again, another friend that they just called in and she just got her hands all over. Yeah, I mean, all, all that comedic talent just hanging around each other. Like, come on. Yeah, they were just they were just creating 100 percent magic. So. All right, that was good stuff. So last round we had. Let the round of applause. 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 So we had. Actually, you had Monty Python, the Holy Grail. JJ, you had Weekend. Weekend at Bernie's. Yep. Mario, you had Palm Springs, and I went with Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So I feel like we did kind of we spanned. Yeah, we, we spanned yeah. generations. So I think we've got something in every decade, right? Seventies, eighties, nineties, aughts. Oh yeah, excellent. And, and pretty recent. That's what we call teaching. Actually, as the guest, I'm going to let you say your favorite quote from any of those movies you see, and that's going to be our finisher. Okay. Um, gosh, the I know it's a no pressure at all. <laughs> right. You can put an asterisk. Really? We, we like, won't make it. It is an Ivan by movie. I just want to roll with like the keep firing assholes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's a good one to close with. That was perfect. Keep firing assholes. <laughs> that was so good.